<laughs> oh my goodness. So how the hell are you this morning, dude? So I'm here waiting on these rent checks, man. Waiting on the rent checks, you said? That's right. That's right. Sorry, it's breaking up a little bit. Sorry. Yeah, man. I don't know. Let's see. I hope this thing's fucking recording. We'll see. I'll clip off the beginning. It says record. <laughs> you, it, does it say it on your side? Yeah, it says it I on my it. side. Yeah, because I'll be honest, bro. I don't really know what the heck I'm really doing. <laughs> I just got to yeah, pass man, it. Yeah, man. I mean, shoot. None of us do. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> I love That's that. one of my best quotes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, well, so really, I was just kind of curious. I know what you do, and I know your life story, but it's extremely motivational. And though, like I said, I know where it's coming from. I do want to ask you some so that, you know, the new listeners and everything else like that can get caught up. Um, yeah, man. I'm really, so were you born in Tallahassee? Yes. Oh, well, I was actually born in Gainesville. So I moved when I was about two or three um, to Tallahassee. So I was almost born and raised in Tallahassee as far as I can remember. <laughs> That's good, brother. Um, so, Let's see. I know you're doing like on so my intro, I basically brought up that you're flipping a 54 unit apartment complex. And I kind of want to dive into that because I know everybody, you know, when you hear something like that, I know me when I first heard it, my internal beliefs were like, well, how the hell is he doing it? You know, his parents must be helping right. this or that, you know, reform our perspective. So really, what are you kind of doing? And then we'll break off into, you know, how you grew to that point. Yeah, man. So, um, so, yeah, so how I, I kind of got started was really, you know, it's all about kind of who you know in life. Um, and I, I, I believe that to be true. Um, so, you know, I was working for a guy who does what I do now um, in high school, doing like painting, stuff like that, all the, all the grunt work that nobody wants to do, caulking, stuff like that. I know all about it, brother. Yeah, and I went to college with you for a couple years um, and just decided, man, that I wasn't doing the best in school, didn't really like it like I was planning on liking. I didn't really have a vision of what I wanted to do with my education, um, and I realized, you know, I really loved real estate. Um, so I went back, um, talked to him, um, and he ended up being my first investor um, and started with a house, um, and then it Wait, you did know, you talk got to, 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 to the guy I worked for. Because that's gotcha, what he, gotcha. was doing. he was he was flipping and doing long term rentals, things like that. Um, and then now where it kind of brought me was to something called syndication. So there's joint ventures or syndications. Um, all these are just kind of options of what you can do with people to invest money or you can offer up ownership to invest money. Um, however, you know, you guys want to work that. Um, so I syndicated this this um, property. Um, we bought it in October 15th of 2020, um, so I haven't owned it for too long now. Um, this is by far my biggest project. Um, I've done a few uh, flips with some quadruplexes and things like that, um, but really, um, it just kind of all rolled off that one investor. And then, you know, after my first couple of deals, then, you know, family wants to invest, and then I got mm -hmm. my grandma wanting to throw in some money. So then it just kind of snowball effects from there. Um, so what you're telling me is you built a skill set, did some education with it, started providing value, and then people started flocking to you? Correct, correct. Um, and, you know, a lot of that, too, is, with, is I gained a lot of that from my partner and uh, faking it until I made it. Because, um, you know, my first house, man, I didn't know left from right. <laughs> so <laughs> it was really the whole thing was just a learning experience. Um, and, you know, even today, man, I'm still learning. I don't know it all. Um, I just got to know that it's going to be a long-term educational experience. Well, I love that, man. It's always a whole process. I find that no matter what you're doing, what your goal is, there's never an actual finish line. But you That's actually right. brought up a really good point because a lot of people feel you know, stuck. Where do I get started? You know, I see you flipping this stuff, but how do I get into it? And the trick was you said it, it really is all about who you know. You have to increase your network, whether your parents Correct. did it and you can use their friends you know, or at some point in your life, you have to extend your friend group. Um, Correct. And you yep. just gain through experience. And so I think you told me at one point you were maybe 14 or 15 when you started working for this guy. Yes, I was really young. Um, yeah, I was working as a bag boy at Publix. And when I left Publix, I went to go work for him. Um, and I do a lot. I do you know, 40 hour weeks during the summer. And then I work for him on weekends, things like that. Um, and you know, I wasn't, I was making what, 10 bucks an hour doing gruff work, yeah. man. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't the funnest. Um, but I just really got a feel for what he does, um, how he spends his time. And he really has, you know, financial freedom. He's got 
he loves the business so much so he works a lot but that's you know his love his passion um is buying real estate so um you know that's really was my goal um financial freedom and to be able to invest in something that um potentially can can be very very positive and so at that point when you were working at Publix, i'm sure you were kind of looking around going well i don't know what the hell i want to do with my life this isn't working i don't want to do For this forever sure. and then we all hit that little, you know, crisis of what the heck am I going to do? Um, right. For me personally, I've realized that if I'm sitting in a room and I'm only working with the thoughts that I have, I'm never going to come up with any new ideas. But since you actually did take that job, you did do the grunt work, you were exposed to an entirely new way of life and a new way of thinking. You think Correct. that that yep. experience really just kind of shifted your perspective and that's, you know, you started following that path? I do. I do. Um, I think, you know, when I'm doing that kind of work and everything, it just made me, and then, you know, of course I went to college after that and come back and work for him on summers. Um, but yeah, I think it just really made me realize, um, the bigger picture. What do I want to do with my life? What, what would a job be bringing me? Um, you know, W2 is great and all, but you know, that's not what I really want in life is to be working for money. I almost want money to be working for me. Um, and that's just kind of how I saw it. So even, you know, even putting in long hours, at least, you know, this way, it's, it's for, for me, and I get to choose that, um, and decide how much I work, if I want to work today, things like that, um, which is just the factor that I love the most, um, is being my own boss, is, that's really the main, one of the main reasons I got into this business, too, um, plus I love it, so, um, but yeah, man, it really comes back to all about who you know, um, and then and then the saying, um, not being the smartest guy in the room. Uh, I think mm -hmm. that's huge because I, I think I have a problem with that because of course you know I love you know the not smart people that are you know well, having more fun. Ego. That's right. That's feel right. good. Um, or maybe not even smart, just more driven people, or yeah. you know, just surrounding myself with people that want to do good things, have a purpose. Or at least they're farther and, along in what you're also trying to accomplish. Correct. Exactly. So no, I'm not, I don't want to down anybody, but I'm just saying, you know, I think it's really important to have, have smart people going in the right direction. And just like you are, um, maybe even more so than you. Um, and I think that really well, I'm helps. I'm looking for those guys, brother, because I'm trying to get better too, you know? I'm always that's right. That's right. So as long as everybody's that was one reason, positive. Hell yeah. And that was one reason I really started this is because like, you know, we were saying it's always a process. You're never going to get to a point and then it's great, like with happiness or success or anything like that. It's, it's always learning. And so now at this point in my journey, I've gotten to the point where it's like, I'm really ready to extend my network. I understand that there's so much power in people versus paper. And, Correct. you know, knowing you, you could put me on with connections with folks that can completely transform my life. And so not only the opportunity, but then just the experiences we have through conversation, you tell your stories, I tell mine, develop new perspectives and, you know, ideas on what I could be doing. And so I feel like there's just a lot of value in it. And that's, I, I like having people join in and listen. I think they can get. Some, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, man. Especially. I think it'll be an incredible, you know, valuable thing, um, especially too is, um, I, you know, I watch a lot of videos on Rod Cleef and he's got, you know, podcasts and YouTube and, um, I watch a lot of the seven figure flipping and things like that. Um, and man, you know, these people, when they're starting out, man, they, the first couple episodes were not like they are now, <laughs> you know, so, I you know those are the ones that get the most famous. So um, well, you just got to start, man. I was listening to right. uh, this one motivational video, man, Art Williams. Have you ever, have you ever heard of him? I have not. It sound Williams sounds familiar, but there's a lot Old of Williams. country dude, but he, I mean, I swear he created like the Nike phrase. But it's just do it basically and they're like well or right. how do you how do you get the money to do this or how do you find your passion how do you he said you just do it you, you just right. start you just got to start moving if you haven't like even if you're moving in the wrong direction you're going to gain an experience to say oh wait i'm going in the wrong direction right and that's just um, about what it is um, yeah and i'll tell you man a failure in the long run is a positive um my first deal ever, man, I lost more than a hundred thousand dollars and I'm what, mm. I was 19 years old, man. That was my first deal, first flip. Um, so, you know, the people get setbacks like that all the time, but uh, I've learned lessons in that experience that, you know, you just can't learn if you don't fail. Um, so, mm. I, you know, I try to take failures as a learning lesson. Um, and just, I, I vow to never do that same failure again. 
Um, and I think, you know, if you go through life doing that, you're knowing that you're going to fail, but making it into a positive can be a really valuable thing. Yeah, I think it's really a, a huge perspective issue. And I found that whenever I reach an obstacle or adversity, you're breaking up there. Uh, I was saying, you know, whenever I come into an obstacle or adversity, you know, the Bruce Lee saying, you know, be like water comes into my mind. And I've just noticed that when I do come into those moments in life, that's when I start feeling negative. My belief systems come in. I start saying, well, you know, if I don't have the money, if I can't figure this out, or this is just getting to be too much, I can either let that hold me back, which doesn't serve me and I'm wasting time, or I can try to take a step back, get creative and go around it and be like water. And so instead of getting fearful of failure, I get excited for the opportunity to learn something new. It's like even starting this thing, bro. I got gung-ho. I'd come back from Tampa, hanging out with the family in Georgia, get down here. I had ordered, you know, me a microphone on Amazon. I'm getting ready to set all this stuff up. Come back. The little interface that I had was not, like, doesn't support the programs on my computer. So I'm like, crap, I just bought this microphone that I can't use. This thing's out of date. So I'm like, well, how much are they? They're like four or 500 bucks, bro. Yeah. Man, I can't, I can't invest in a new hobby like that. So instead of getting stuck going, I don't have the money, I can't do this. I was like, oh wait, there's Zoom. I can record videos on there. I learned how to do artwork and stuff for my uh, podcast art. And so it's just getting creative. And if it's something that you truly want to do, you'll find a way around it. That's right. That's right. And I was curious too, you know, you're talking about learning. I'm curious on how you spend a lot of your time. I know you're working your ass off. But do you yeah, spend, man. I mean, are you ever on Netflix and stuff? Or do you read, do you more so read books? Are you listening to podcasts? Like, how do you further your development in that way? Yeah, man. Um, so I do, I need to read more books. I have been reading books. Um, the last book I read was, I believe, The Millionaire Next Door. Really good book. Okay. Um, I want to say my favorite book of all time, which I'm sure you heard about, was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Poor Dad. Yeah, man, that, that book right there, I, I think that was an awakening moment in my life. Mm-hmm. I read that and I was like, wow, like that is such an eye opener for me. Um, so I re- I've read that book probably three or four times. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the day, I do do decompression. I need to be by myself, almost mm-hmm. in like a dark kind of setting and just kind of decompress. Is that a form of meditation I deal with for a lot you? Of people. Um, yeah, you could say that. Um, I don't, you know, know the real definition of meditation, but yeah, it's a type for me. Um, I just it, almost a decompression type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man. Um, so I spend most of my day doing a lot of maintenance work, stuff like that. I do have a full-time employee who takes a lot of that. I do have a part-time assistant, um, who lives in Tallahassee and she kind of runs, um, cause we're in Pensacola, Tallahassee and now Dothan with this apartment complex Mm -hmm. um so he takes a lot of care of that um i do a lot of the numbers office work um i do a lot of acquisitions um things like that i'm just trying to grow business network i'm always looking for deals um things like that um but yeah man we've been we've been swamped because really the hardest part about complex is you know you get the complex and usually you got to get those bad people out and um usually those are hard you got such a big heart Oh, yeah, man, I'm telling you, um, which, which a lot of people I think, um, which could be one of my downfalls is I think I'm so young that I think older gentlemen or women just don't take me as seriously, because um, I always got a smile on my face. So maybe I need to hone that in a little bit um, and get more serious at times. Um, because you know, we, it's a serious business, um, we could really hurt hurt somebody's life with, with, if you know, they're not on track. Um, mm-hmm. So, and then with the whole COVID and CDC thing, which I could go on for hours with that thing, but um, yeah, they've got a little tool in their tool belt right now. It's called the CDC. So they, uh, they're taking advantage of that. So we're, we're, I'm working around it. The moratorium just got extended through March. Um, so hopefully man here shortly, we'll, we'll be able to have a little bit more power um, and say what goes on <laughs> but until Hopefully, then uh, we're just trying to kind of do our slow flips get the worst people out um we stopped accepting accepting uh section eight housing things like that um so yeah it's just a it's just a long-term kind of turn um and then you know if the numbers don't work for resale we'll hold on to it and turn it into a long-term rental what do you feel about people who think that the rich are evil or people in your position. So I'm sure you've got tenants who think you're the damn devil, even though you're doing your best to help them survive. Oh yeah, I do. Um, you know, and that all comes back to a cultural issue. Um, 
Yeah, it comes to, I think it, it all ties into kind of the government, uh, which again, I don't want to go too far into politics, but I think, um, you know, like free money, things like that. I think that hurts people because they don't understand, you know, the value of the dollar. Um, I, I know Biden's trying to pass this um, package, COVID relief package, where minimum wage is up fifteen dollars um you know and all this stuff with the immigrants and things like that well um the people don't understand companies like me and small companies can't afford to up minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour um i got a guy that does great work um he's at 10 bucks an hour um but yes if if it rate if that thing passes man i won't be able to afford to keep them on so it's going to be hurting you know these less fortunate people more than me um, it hurts, yeah, you know, it hurts the, the families that you're trying to exactly. support. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, then the government's going to have to support more people on unemployment. So it's just kind of the cycle, man. And then, you know, when somebody gets used to getting free money for a long period of time, they don't, you don't, they stop understanding what work is, how hard it is to get up out of bed mm -hmm. every day and go to work for your money. Um, so mm -hmm. I think, I think it's a cultural issue. I think we need to, as a society, figure out how to make put a system in place to where it's not free money but we're still helping um now yeah. i'm not a genius in that so i don't know how we get to that point but i think i think these times are hurting people more than they they realize um i would definitely agree with that oh man yeah yeah, so like I said, I don't want to go too far into politics, but it's it's really all kind of leads back to there and just the divide in the country right now is just crazy. Um it's just crazy. Um because well, people can have their own how, beliefs, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, I was just thinking about it's so funny that like everybody, you know, hates big business because they're quote unquote like have the politicians in their pockets. But instead of supporting small businesses, we go for the larger business. Right. And I'll tell you one thing, too, now that I'm already on this, you know, we spoke last week and some of the listeners may know about the stock market and how Wall Street Bets is coagulated of a group of ragtag retail traders to take on the hedge fund. And I mean, I'm curious if we you know, could also do that with big business in a way. I mean, I guess I yeah. have to do the research or find somebody else, but it's like, let's try to put our money and invest in products that better humanity or, you know, help with the environment or whatever your social cause is you know, find the companies that also support that. But when right. you've got these bigger companies that you're giving our power to just for convenience, you don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. I mean, we get so caught up in, you know, just needing everything right now for us. We're not thinking about the consequences of where everything's going. And right. I don't know. I just, I'm curious that if more people were to kind of wake up to it and have more understanding with one another, be it the rich and the poor, the right and left, whatever, just have more understanding with one another. If we were to come together, I mean, 360 million people is a lot, bro. I mean, that's the most yeah. powerful force on this planet, I believe. And yeah. so that, that's where it's at. So it's not, I mean, don't feel bad for saying, you know, you don't want to get into politics and everything. I definitely don't want to go down that road either. But I think, you know, our perspective is not to talk crap on or to judge or to have a negative perspective about these people is to try to understand so that you understand me. I understand you. Let's work together on a common goal. And right. I think that's where exactly. the- it's hard to have that understanding and connection with people. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that's exactly right. Um, I think it's just, you know, it's a lot of people are going to have to get over this hatred and anger. Um, you know, it, it's just going to take time, hopefully mm -hmm. a little less than, than I'm expecting. Yeah. I don't know if it's the right time to say it or not, but I feel like the anger and the, you know, all that stuff, it really just comes from blame, you know, never taking right. responsibility and, you know, it's not exactly your fault. Right. It's not your fault to have the hands that you were dealt, but it is your responsibility to do something about it. And I don't know, like me personally, I don't like to give anything power over me. If I blame something right. and I say it's because of this person, by that law, I cannot better my life. And technically right. I am not free because I'm at the will of this circumstance. So that's why I try to just say like, you know, Things may be hard, but how can I get around it? If I can't, I've got to accept it. But every decision that I make is, you know, on me. And it, 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 it provides me a certain freedom. Like, in, you know, life has never been more uncertain, but I've never been more happy either because right. I don't blame. I'm not the victim. I don't have exterior circumstances weighing me down. It's like, this is hard. I got to do the work. Can it be done? I don't know, but I'm going to follow my heart and keep going. That's right. You know? 
Yeah, so man. That's a big message I want to try to relay. Yeah, man. Everybody should be thinking like that. Well, it's just, you know, you look around and try to find what's wrong with the world and see if you can do a little something to change it. Yeah. Hell, right, right now with this division and everything else, this world needs a little bit more understanding. Right. Too many exactly. times we walk around, we've got our perspectives and our egos and our insecurities. You know, like me, when I was a kid, dude, like, just getting everybody was bullied and shit, but you walk around and you're just looking for somebody to be looking at you. You know, thinking right. like, you know, they're going to notice this about me. They're going to pick this out. And whatever you're focusing on, you're going to find or at least interpret as being such. So even though, you know, somebody may have looked in my direction, it's like bar fights, bro. Like I've heard so many times of dudes getting in fights at bars just because somebody else made eye contact. What are you looking at me for, bro? Dude, I was just scanning <laughs> the room. Like, what are you talking about? So like, though your reality is truth to you and you feel every, you know, legitimate right to act on it, that it may not be the real truth. And so right. uh, it's just having that awareness and understanding. But That's right. hopefully we can have a little bit of an impact with that. Yeah, man, I think we are too. We'll, we'll see about our generation here. It's almost our time. Well, it's not already. Well, this whole, you know, happiness manifestation, you know, better life movements already taken off. And if there's ever a time, I mean, well, I guess I just heard that quote, you know, if not you, then who, if not now, then when? And right. that was just really empowering. That. Yeah, man. So with your real estate and everything, you saying, you know, it's, it's become your dream and your passion. You know, I'm sure you work hell of a lot harder at what you do now than you did in school. I'm sure your phone's being blasted up all the time. You've always got fires to put out, everything else. And you've got to be a smart cookie to kind of figure that out. So why do you think, you know, your performance in school was different than your performance now and what you're doing? Yeah, I think kind of like I mentioned too, I didn't see um, at a young age like that, even, you know, I'm still young now, it's hard to really see that big picture. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I was getting a business major first two years, you know, I was partying hard for sure. Um, you know, didn't didn't go to as many classes as I probably should have. Um, but I think, you know, it's just hard for me to put it in perspective. I think that was my mm -hmm. issue. I didn't, I, you know, if there was some, you know, great job that I, you know, my friend was doing or somebody I knew and they were telling me, you know, everything that they did during the day and I had a true understanding about where I was going, how much I'd be doing, things like that. I think I, think I would have got through school. I just don't think I saw the bigger picture. I don't, I wasn't driven enough to say, well, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know what I'm doing with it. So why the hell am I getting it kind of attitude, exactly, which is not yeah. a good attitude, but I think that's just kind of where it, my internal self was coming from, um, which so, being yeah. more mature today, I understand. No, I love that perspective because what I was trying to get at, and I'm glad you said it, is like school wasn't interesting. It wasn't a, a stepping stone to get to where you want to be. It was just, you know, the agenda of your parents or society or, oh, you didn't go to college or a loser. Like all these beliefs in our head that make us go, but why don't we actually study what we want? Why aren't we like busting ass to fulfill our dreams? Like a college is supposed to be a stepping stone to get you to be that rocket scientist or whatever. If that's what you wanted, I'm sure you would have given it your absolute all. That's right. You didn't really need that. You'd already been working for another guy since you were 14, 15 years old, watching him make money. So it just didn't make sense. But then again, when you do get out, you immediately go right back to working with your hands, doing grunt work stuff that may or may not, you know, pay well or be too exciting but that was a stepping stone so we all go through hard things but you've got to find that passion that will allow sure. you to beat everybody else at what you're trying to do that's right yeah and um you know my probably one of my favorite people podcasts that i watch is rod cleef he's really good at multifamily investing and he's always he's really big about the why um which you know i'm still kind of trying to find my why um really it's financial freedom um, you know, the ability to go and do what I want when I want. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't have a family or anything. I don't have, you know, I don't have to give up time with kids or anything like that. I don't have those issues quite yet. Um, so I think, you know, this is kind of the time for me to really work hard and, and, and figure out what I want to do and how I want to do it and how big I want to get, what exactly my goals are, which I have some mm -hmm. written, man, but I'm always doodling on that notebook. So I need to really 
concrete those in um, and really, you know, figure out how, mu how much I want to expand, all these other, you know, factors. Um, so, yeah, man, like I said, all, all learning, man. I'll be learning for the next 50 years. Well, I'm sure you have a slight idea of your reason why. Otherwise, you would have never taken the leap to do certain things because any, right. any process of change that we go through, anything new um, or just any hard task requires some sort of motivation. So up until this point, like what's been your driver? Was it just because you needed the money or? Well, um, which, you know, I'm not making tons. I make a lot of equity and I'm, I'm making a lot of payments towards towards equity. And or at least even the banks. promise of um, that lifestyle. I mean, like. So right. Um, okay. Yeah. And it, again, it's probably probably financial freedom um, down the road um, and, and set myself up for success. Um, so like, you know, the next five years, I'm not going to be a millionaire um, or anything like that. Now, I ha might have a large amount of equity, um, but it won't be the same thing. I'm looking for more 15 years down the road. Where am I going to mm -hmm. be in life? Um, you know, I don't want to drive the Lamborghini today, but man, that would be nice in 10 years. Um, so I'm trying to set oh, yeah. myself up, you know, um, and, you know, create vision boards and see myself doing good things. Cause you know, I think my, my biggest enemy is myself. Um, so I need to work through that. And I think I hold myself back the most. Um, you know, I think my family even believes in me more than I do sometimes, um, uh, which can be a problem. So, um, I'm trying to work on all that, uh, getting pull myself back up together. Um, cause I am doing great and I do, I do deserve all this and I need to, I need to just accept that and, and keep moving forward. No, I definitely feel the exact same way. I mean, it's like even doing this or posting this, like I was so embarrassed and nervous just to post the first episode of this thing because it just wasn't too natural. I'm not talking about myself, but I'm my own worst critic. I can't even listen to my own voice. But then it's like the love and the support that I've gotten from it, you know, from the few people that was like, oh my God, I love this. Can't wait for the next episode. You know, thank you for changing my perspective or, you know, I love you. That's like right. all this great stuff. And that's stuff. right. Yeah. It's that support system, bro. Yeah. Man. It, but yeah, I no, think it's that's right. Huge. Well, it's something too, man. Like, we get in our own heads. And my mom has always told me that she's like, you're greater than you believe. I can see it. You can't. I'm like, whatever, mom. And so, but yeah. as I'm going through life, I've got this idea in my head of who I am. And you know, no one's going to want to listen to what you have to say. No one cares. You're not a multimillionaire. Who the hell are you to say, you know, so I've got all these beliefs in my head. And that's what, you know, it's my filter that everything kind of goes through. But when I get out of my own way and say, you know what, I can't think for other people. They're not in my head. And, you know, I've got to at least give them the chance. I got to give them the chance to not like it, but they might like it, you know? So, right. yeah, so it's just, we, we are our biggest critics and this is the hardest thing to escape. That's right. Um, yep. Um, I, I think the last time I head. read that book was with you. You're a badass. I think it was called. Mm -hmm. You remember that book, man? That, that was, was a really good book. book. That was the first book I had on my process of self-development. And then I got into Napoleon Hill's Thinking Grow Rich. And that really started Ooh, my I've idea. Read that, actually. Yeah, that I've started read that. my entire idea of manifesting and law of attraction and stuff like that, which I'll talk about that a little bit too, because people usually crap on it because it doesn't work for them. Do you manifest or believe in the law of attraction? Uh, to some extent, yeah. So a lot of people, you know, they'll watch The Secret and they just, you know, they see the magic ripples go through the universe. They get all that sitting on work or whatever, um, or whether, you know, religion and stuff like that. But I try to break it down logically. The law of attraction and manifestation basically says, like, you've got to have an idea of a goal in your head. You've got to have a feeling of what it's going to be like when you have that. And then you've got to make daily decisions that'll get you to your goal. And so that's why thinking positive works. It's not going, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow or I'm going to lose this weight next week. It's, it's having an idea of it and then just moving in that direction. But I find that when we, if you are positive, you are changing your filter to find opportunity. When you're negative, you're changing your filter to only find problems. It's like the peanut butter method. I don't know if I told you this or not, but you know, when you go into the pantry and you're looking for the peanut butter and you can't find it, you're like, where the hell is it? You know, mom, dad, roommate, whoever's around, like, where did you eat it all? Like, where's it at? Well, it's right in front of your face. No, it's not. I can't see it. Well, they come, they grab it, and boom, sure enough, it was right in front of your face. So you literally erased a physical object that was two feet, like concrete in front of you. You've erased it from your reality. So you're telling me, like, it's not possible that you've erased other opportunities? You know, I remember, too, being young, if I had, like, you know, being nervous with girls and stuff or just being 
depressed or lowly and thinking like, you know, oh, they wouldn't want to talk to me or whatever. I would literally have like girls approach me and say, you know, tell me I was cute or they wanted to talk to me. I'm like, nah, you're not interested. You're only fucking with me. I'd walk away. Like I was literally turning around opportunities because like I couldn't see it. And so it's yeah. not about like just think positive and you'll win the lottery. It's train your mind to see things. If you get a new dog, you see that dog everywhere. You get a new car, you start seeing that car everywhere. You know, so you got to train and that's the reticular activating system. We can get in that, but I'm sure most people have heard of it. Um, have you heard of the RAS system in your brain? I have not. Say really? that one more time. Reticular activating system. I have not. Oh, goodness. Okay. So yeah, you basically are training your brain to find things. And that's where I say, you know, if you get a new dog, say you get like a pug or something like that, you start seeing them everywhere. Your brain will start picking it out. Our brains are literally just computers. They're filters, filtering out every sense that we bring in. And so there's so much more information out there that we can't even detect. I think even the new TVs are so advanced with their pixels that we can't even detect them with the human eye, but they keep making them better. That being said, there's so much, so many signals and information coming at us that we can't decode it all. Our brain has to filter this coming in. So we have to choose what we want to see. That's why if you focus on the negativity, you're only going to find more and more problems and excuses or reasons why you can't and blaming. But if you get creative and start focusing on the good things, because it all exists. It's all coming out. Yeah. Life is constantly happening. There's crap and there's good things. But it's like, what are you going to focus on and what are you going to find? And right. that's one thing that I've seen between millionaires the un you know the broke or the happy and the unhappy is what they focus on and how they bring it into their life right and so that's my logical explanation for it because you know a lot of the eastern stuff has you know eastern cultures has that like voodoo connotation um especially growing up in america with hollywood and everything else i mean i remember watching any movie that had like yogis like people doing yoga or like the green energy folks or the hippies and you know talking about chakras and stuff and they would make us believe that that was like some kooky stuff but coming back to it it's like that's actually pretty legit it, I'm right started rambling off on that but no man no i like it. which is we were trying to think that it doesn't work and now that i'm realizing wait a minute it's been around for thousands of years and there's, there's proof behind it thus so you know trying to switch over to fuck i lost my train of thought brother <laughs> yeah no i get you it's all it's kind of like visualization uh visualizations like uh sports athletes michael jordan mm -hmm. man he'd go in that gym quiet down lights were off he'd be visualizing himself scoring that many mm -hmm. points dunking the ball shooting it like that um and it's been proven scientific studies visualization mm -hmm. works it helps and that's um, a huge technique in meditation yeah um here sorry i'm getting another phone call here no worries we'll pause it there he is there he is back on that's right oh, good deal everything okay yeah man good deal good Calling deal. about some apartments got a little bit of money all right so where we left off was talking about visualization and that really brought up a good point to me is that you know when we begin to visualize and a lot of people would also know it as daydreaming would you say, I mean, do you daydream about your real estate and try to visualize yourself um, in the future, like kind of where you want to be or what you, what you possess or who you're with or whatever? Yeah, like, you... I would do a sense of that. Um, I think when I watch, you know, these um, podcasts and I, I, I keep up with a lot of famous people in real estate, the multi-real estate game. Um, so, I, you know, I think when I, I, I'm watching these and I'm learning from these people is that's who I'm trying to become is something, somebody like them along those lines. Um, so that's almost my sense of visualization. Um, now I could do a lot better than that, but then it would all come back to kind of when I do my decompression every night, you know, mm -hmm. I definitely, I definitely do more positive thinking and things like that rather than visualizing where I'm going to be in 10 years, which you know that's one of those things or even visualizing just what you love but like as you're daydreaming do you feel like see I, when i'm thinking about stuff and if it's my true passion i can actually feel my chest begin to swell i start feeling joyous and i almost get giddy of like the yeah. possibility and the potential of like holy shit this could really work and then it's like even with the podcast you're like that's what really kind of drove me you know i'd be talking to people whether this is recorded or not we're already having these conversations right so as I was thinking, I was like, you know, this could really provide value or, you know, I might actually change one person's life or, you know, it, it, you know, it could 
honestly blow up at some point. And then yeah. I start dreaming of all the things that I could do at that point in time. And then my mind just explodes with creativity. And then um, I find out when I'm doing something that I don't like or something that doesn't serve me or doesn't push me along on my purpose. It's like when I was working for my parents and stuff, making great money, renovating homes and everything, learned great skills and had fun doing it. But I felt like I had a greater purpose and I just felt stuck and I, I didn't know why. And I was like, well, I mean, I've got the money, I've got the skills and kind of doing these things by everyone else's standards. I'm doing well. And I had friends tell me like, dude, you're like the talk of the town, but yeah. I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy. But then as soon as I started doing this, even though I haven't made a dime, like I'm so excited and stoked yeah, to really get this out and just do this. And so More of your passion. And that's what I'm trying to find out, you know, between people who are doing it and those who aren't, you know, I don't care what people do. I don't care what floats your boat, what type of life you want to live. If you want to, you know, make just enough to play video games and sit around, if you want to have a farm or if you want to be a multi-billionaire at the top of a damn tower, I just want people to love where they're at. And so the way that I feel when I start to dream, I want other people to feel that way. The only problem is when you begin to dream, I don't know about you, but as soon as I get happy as hell and start dreaming and it gets too big, I think I can't do it. No one's going to listen. No one's going to care. Who's going to get me there? I'm not qualified. Went to school for five years. I don't use, do, you know, use that. I don't have a business. I don't. So I start destroying my dream and that'll push me back to the nine to five or what I was doing just to get by. But then right. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in unhappiness, doing something that's unfulfilling. I'm not giving back to the earth and for the world. And it just, it puts me in a state of turmoil in a way. So do you feel, you know, with what you're doing, excited or are you kind of in love with it is has it become your passion or yeah i think it definitely has definitely definitely has become my passion um you know and i love i love i definitely love real estate um but you know i think everybody battles with that issue right i think Mm -hmm. i I battle with that issue um you know my goal for this year or um a lot really last year was to get to 100 doors i'm at 59 so i hit right over half um so, you know, I think, I think it, it, it's, um, I think everybody has that issue where they, you know, that they, they don't want to, they want to dream big, but they, at the same time, you've got that subconscious brain of yours saying, well, shit, that's not going to work or this, mm-hmm. you don't do this right. Or, you know, all these excuses. Um, so yeah, I definitely battle with that. I think almost everybody do, does, um, you know, cause we are human. Um, but yeah, I think it's just that whole kind of, um, subconscious brain you just got to kind of transfer those thoughts from negative to positive um, and it's not an easy thing to do um, still struggle with that today um, it's probably something I'm be struggling with for a long time but it's something that can be worked on and improved how do you have you tried to cope with your negative thoughts like how do you get out of that position where you are thinking negative that way you can continue to push through yeah, so um, I either, so there's this video I was watching, um, so I count to 10 every time I'm thinking something really, really bad. Um, this lady, uh, she was a psychiatrist of some sort, and she was saying um, it almost trains your brain. It, 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 after a certain point, it starts to think that your brain, your brain starts to realize every time what a negative thought is. So you're almost mm-hmm. training your subconscious mind to, to know yeah. what that type of yeah. thought is. Um so I think that was huge. So now I try, I try to count it to 10 every time. I don't do it every time, but when something really negative comes in my brain, I try to count to 10 and then just think about something positive that I've done. Um, think about a, a tiny win of mine that I did. Um, and, and so far it's been, it's been definitely helpful. Um, but you so know, it's you something said, that everybody struggles. Yeah. What you just said without saying it is you had to have self-awareness because you had to realize I am in a negative state. This does not serve me. And then you also said that you look back on your little accomplishments so that you have gratitude. You're Correct. grateful yeah, for what I look you've at overcome. Something, yeah, something that I, I, uh, I'm happy with myself about or that I see in my eyes as an accomplishment. Because a lot of other people, man, they think, oh, well, you've done all this. Well, in my eyes, it's not, it's not as an accomplishment for me. I just think of that more as that was easy. But there's mm-hmm. other things in life that I, I view as harder that other people might think is easier. So I think it's just almost learning yourself too and figuring out what, what you jive with. And um, 
Yeah, and I think celebrating the small wins is huge. Um, she, she, and then there's another gentleman that does really well in real estate. I was watching. He's, he's, he said the same thing: celebrating your small wins, because um, it's almost like you're training your subconscious um, before you celebrate your small wins, because you always think about your losses. You mm-hmm. never think about your wins, and that's when I thought about it. I'm like, well, that's so right, because I. I don't think about that that time that I learned that big lesson or mm-hmm. the time that my second flip I did make money. I don't know. I've never celebrated that because I'm coming back from a failure. So oh, yeah. I think that was huge. I think that was huge because then it made me realize, oh wow, I do have a lot more success than my subconscious was thinking, or you know, things like that. So I, th- I think it's important to celebrate small wins. Do you journal? I do. I do journal. I don't journal a lot, but I'd say like once a week for. 15 yeah, up. yeah, yeah, same. Um, and that's something that's really helped me in appreciating my little accomplishments. I've actually got on my wall here sticky notes of goals that I have set. And then after I reach the goal, I'll move it over to an area called accomplishments. And that's so, awesome. I love that. So it's like I had, you know, get up to like 175 pounds. I got a problem with weight. Like when I get stressed out, I cannot eat. And I'll drop, I mean, I'll fluctuate 40 pounds easy. And so like I got down to like 155 and was just, not healthy at all so like my goal was 175 well you know i got a little bit above that went down to tampa a few weeks ago went and saw my parents in georgia got off my routine felt that i was losing weight I'm like, man this freaking sucks get on the scale this is 175 and i'm like all right though you've lost weight this used to be your goal like this yeah. was what you said so don't be upset that you've lost it you used to be proud of this you used to want this yeah so, so it's just right. changing that little perspective Right. I love that. I love that. Um, so how did you really kind of start becoming aware? Because what I've realized is that when we do get in these negative states, it's almost like a lower survival mode. And we end up getting ruled by our emotions, whether it's our sex drive, our anger, our fear, all those lower emotions, they, they push us through life. You're not going to take the opportunity because you're scared. You're going to get in that car, go chase somebody down and do something reckless because you're angry. And we make all these terrible decisions based off of those negative emotions. So how did you begin to come out of that and have some self-awareness and say, wait a minute, obviously I've done this before. This pattern isn't working. I've got to change something up. What was that moment like for you? And then what have you done since to try to be better with it? Yeah, um, I would really say um, kind of bringing it back to uh, I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room, right? So I, I, mm-hmm. I started to surround myself with more people with COVID. That's a little hard because, you know, all mm-hmm. the meetups and all that go down <laughs> and, and stuff yeah. like that. But, yeah, I started to really, to really watch people that are successful and and listen to more positive feedback. So, you know, watching these podcasts, talking with you, things like that. I think this type of thing that I'm not necessarily the best at really helps, you know, my, my internal self. So I think doing these positive things and watching positive people and staying around, you know, content that's positive and in the right direction. I think that's been, that's been the number one help. Um, and I, you know, I haven't really done that. I was, since I was in Pensacola, I wasn't doing all that very well. I think now I have more structure with myself. Um, also, when I gain these 56 units, I also, you know, I don't have a choice now. Now it's, I do have time to put in. You can't let these people down, you know, with, with five, six rentals, it, it's not yeah. the same as going up. <laughs> and then, you know, I do a lot of, a lot of syndication. So I give up some ownership for money and things like that. So that where I save myself the most money is I do all the grunt work. Um, which I don't mind doing because I see the numbers it saves um, and like managing, I could have a manager here right now, but uh, you know, I'm managing it to, for saving myself money and, and boosting that company. Um, so just things like that, surrounding myself with, with like-minded people that are positive. So you found somebody that you in a sense like idolize or just wanted their life and you had to figure out, okay, what are they doing differently? So it's kind of like the same point with me. I hit a point where enough was enough. I realized that whatever I had in my head was not working, that I had to start taking advice and making different decisions. So I too started finding people that were either happier, more successful and started to go down that road. So for you, it was also an experience, something you didn't know before, but then you saw, oh wait, there's another way to live. There's another way to make money. There's another way to think. And that's kind of, oh, aha, that's what I'm missing. And then you started just feeling that out and it's just been, been growing that way for you, huh? Correct. Yes, sir. 
I love that because that's the hardest thing. And like, that's the gap. And that's why I call this bridge the gap because there are those who have not hit that point, And there are those who have like hit rock bottom and said, screw it. I'm, I'm not taking any more of this. I've got to make a change. And that's so right. was it, was there ever like a dark moment for you or was it just serendipitous of like, you know, maybe working at public and go, Oh, Hey, wait, that guy's pretty cool. Let's check that out. Or did you, you know, have a moment where you're like, man, fucking life sucks. I'm not doing this right. Something's got to give. Like, how is that for you? If you feel like sharing. Yeah. Um, that's a good, good question. Um, that's a really good question. Uh, I think it was, I think one of my aha moments was, um, Hmm. That's a good question. I would say probably my first deal that I lost a major amount of money on. Um, and you know, I almost, yeah. And I almost wasn't even quite, I, I didn't wrap my head around that loss until mm -hmm. probably, probably about my fourth project. And then I started realizing like, wow, like I started realizing the amount of money I was lost. What it's going to take to make I, that back. Yeah. And, 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 you know, what, what it takes to start a business and, and, you know, if you fail, there is no coming back. That's a failure. If you gonna owe that money regardless. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think I realized the amount of risk that I'm now putting up and, and I, I started realizing what business owners actually go through. And, you know, at that point in my life, you know, I, I'm having brothers come and work for me you know 12 bucks an hour with blah 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 well you know i'm working 80 hour weeks on this place and i'm not getting a dime and i just lost 100k like i think that just was my aha moment like yo davis like you need to really focus or you're gonna lose <laughs> everything so i think that that's what it was it, it wasn't rock bottom but it was mm -hmm man dude you you need to fix something so I well there's think, a rock uh, bottom of like destroying your life and there's just that point of like we're not going any lower i don't care yeah i could fall for, i'm not letting myself fall that far that's right you know? that's right so i was pretty low at that point um but then you know after about the fourth i think i really sat down and i really wrapped my head around the concept of being a business owner and you know what I have at stake, and you know if this fails ten years down the line, dude, I'm back to square one. Like you know, it's not. Hundred percent. It ain't no game. <laughs> Yo, that's another thing that brings up a great topic is you know, doing what you're doing. You know, at times, yeah, you gotta extend some money without getting a return, and at the very end of it, you might you know 10x your damn money. But for those months, like you're not getting paid weekly, and um. Uh, yeah, man, I think that's the biggest thing is, is, is people, I didn't realize what I was going to have to sacrifice right mm -hmm. now to be a business owner. So, for example, like, you know, monthly, monthly, what I see in cash, hell, my maintenance guy is making more than me, man. Shoot, he's taking home $800 check too. a week. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like, you know, I'm, I'm this bougie guy that owns 59 units and buying yeah. all this stuff. No, man, I'm, I'm just as broke as everybody else. I'm just working <laughs> twice as hard. That's all. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Oh, that's going to be yeah. a flip. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. So really, it's just, it's really just putting in the time and effort. And I think seeing the big picture is the hardest thing for me. So I just need to every day, every week, just, just focus on the bigger picture. Um, I really like what you said when you were talking about, you know, you could do this for the next 10 years and be broke as shit at the end of it and start back at square one. And that's a really big thing. And what stops a lot of people and their fears and, you know, a failure of having bankruptcy or whatever it is. And, you know, I've seen people <clears throat> who have had, you know, millions of dollars in the bank account go broke in a month. And I've seen people who go from homeless to viral in some video and now on TV shows making millions or whatever. So it's like, that's right you've got to follow your heart and not be so afraid to just jump and go do That's it. Right. You know, you can't yep. ever tell what's going to happen. You may be in a great spot right now and think, you know, you can take the risk, but you might be on your ass. And then if you're, yep. you're already on your ass, you've really got nothing else to lose. So why not just try to go for it? That's right. So that's right. That gusto. But that's what I think separates a lot of people is just having that action to go do it. But yeah, I think honestly, that's, you know, at Up some there. point, I believe your current condition has to cause so much pain. Or like your, your current situation has to be more painful than the fear of the change. Right. Even though you may dislike your circumstances right now, if it's not, if you don't hate your circumstances, you're not going to be able to get over the fear of the next step. And 
it's, I know you've had to get over a lot of steps and, and fears. And I mean, talking to people or learning a new skill, or I'm sure every deal you have, you don't want to have that hundred thousand dollar loss. So what really gets you over that fear is just knowing that. Yeah. Uh, just like I said, bigger picture, um, bigger picture. Viewing the bigger picture, seeing what I really want in life, understanding that that's a failure can be a small success. Um, just, just, just putting everything in perspective, like, like we we're talking about, um, like, you know, and it's really hard to deal with a loss like that at 19, you know, you're already in this much debt, but you know, to, to see, to see you come to see myself come out of that was uh, almost like, Oh, Davis, you can do it, man. Like, you know, it's almost like being your worst enemy. Like we've been talking about all points we've been hitting. I think it just, it kind of circles around all that. I think it does. I think that's why it does keep circling is because the answer really is so simple. It's just, we let our back to the beliefs in your head and just preventing you from getting after the life that you want. Yeah. That's why I really like that book. You're a badass. I, I want to read that again. That was a good book, man. That was probably Jen my second favorite. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was that was the first book I read back in college when I was like 23 years old. Yeah, man, that that was awesome. Oh, Trying to think. So, what's next for you, Davis? Just constantly riding this. Really project? dealing with this project. Yeah, dealing with this project. I have some family in Tampa, um, so I think my end goal is going to be me moving into the city of Tampa. So I want to be in Tampa. I want to stay in Dothan, Alabama. So if I, you know, sell this investment, I want to buy another investment, um, or I'll 1031 exchange it into Tampa, which is basically, you know, getting tax deferred on an investment, mm -hmm. um, which that's a whole another deal. Um, so yeah, I think that's my end goal and I'm planning for about a year and a half to work on this project. So now it's probably about a year, um, probably about, you know, 11 months. Um, and, you know, with the whole COVID thing, we'll see, we'll see what happens with the market and the new presidency. These are all factors. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. you know, and, and if, you know, if the numbers aren't right and I don't want to sell it, um, it's just not at my price and we'll, we'll hold on to it and make it a long-term rental. That sounds awesome, man. I look forward to catching up and seeing where you grow and uh, yeah, man. more from it. You want to toss out your Instagram and let's see if some people can follow you and I'll also attach that in the show notes or the Instagram post as well. Yeah, man. Should I put it in the chat or just say it? Uh, you can say it for those who are just listening, but I'll also um, tag you when I post it. Okay, so it's going to be my right first there. name, D-A-V-I-S underscore and then short, opposite of tall. S-H-O-R-T. Yes, sir. Good deal, brother. Thank you so much for coming in, man. And I yeah, man. It's it. been a pleasure. <laughs> Take it easy, on boy. Thank you so much to everybody who listened to the full episode. Thank you, Davis, for coming on and being part of my first interview. I really, really appreciate that. I hope you guys got some value out of this just as much as I did. Give me a follow on Instagram and TikTok. It's just my name, Darian Beauchamp, D-A-R-I-A-N-B-E-A-U-C-H-A-M-P. Shoot me a DM. Let me know what you think. Even if you want to get on, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Yeah, so like, share, subscribe, and I will see you guys next time. Thanks again and have a beautiful day.